You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. Ladies and gentlemen of the Foxborough football fandom, welcome back to your favorite daily Patriots podcast. First in Foxborough, I'm Kyrie Thompson. Make sure you are subscribing, downloading, listening on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at KDThompson5 and follow the show at First and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O. All right. Interesting week down here in Patriots land. So obviously we had Monday's rather dismal practice for the Patriots offense that had everybody going from concerned to downright petrified and riotous. If you were already of the camp that the Patriots offense was doomed from the beginning Then Tuesday was a little bit better, even though the practice was, I don't know, probably like 80% intensity, something like that, as they were getting ramped up for Thursday's preseason game, which is in the backdrop of all of this. The Patriots are about to play semi-real football against the New York Giants tomorrow. And so to start off the week with a horrifyingly bad practice, at least from the offensive standpoint, that's not great. Nobody wants to hear that the Patriots offense has no idea what it's doing this close to playing football against another football team. It's one thing if you look bad against your own team, but if you look bad against other teams, well, then that's just embarrassing. Okay, so we've heard a lot from the Patriots side of things lately about this being more of a, of a process, right? That this is, this is the natural order of things. Now's not the time to panic. After Monday's practice, we had Doug Hyde, a national NFL reporter for Pro Football Focus, that he wasn't hearing about a whole lot of of distress. There was some frustration, but not distress and panic coming from the Patriots organization itself about the state of the offense right now. And before they set to the field on Monday afternoon, Bill Belichick had this to say about whether or not he already had his finger on the button as far as blowing up this offensive operation and going back to the old scheme. Ultimately, you have to to make that judgment and... Sometimes it's you make it sooner rather than later, um, but you know it's not really worry too much about all that right now. I mean, we have a lot of balls in the air. We're trying to get ready for the Giants game. We're trying to 
evaluate players. We're trying to, you know, work against each other so we can get high quality work uh, rather than just, you know, running plays from another team. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on there that are you know, all come together, you know, in some kind of jigsaw puzzle. It's not just one thing. Now, this isn't terribly out of character for what we've heard from Bill Belichick is that, look, even even though, as he has already said, we are now past teaching time and into evaluation time, that they are still working through a couple of things and that from play to play, things might be a little bit more nuanced than people realize. You know, maybe, you know, 10 guys did their job right on a given play and one guy did the wrong thing and therefore it's a bad play. Now, it certainly seemed like at least on Monday there were way too many plays where one or two guys were doing the wrong thing and getting the entire play blown up. You don't want to see that consistently. It's one thing if it happens once a drive or, I don't know, every other play or something like that where just, just something goes completely wrong and the play gets aborted. But you can't have that happen every single play, which is what it felt like on Monday, what it's felt like at other parts of this training camp. We've also heard plenty of speculation about Mac Jones and how this is affecting him. Here's what he had to say after Tuesday's practice where things looked a little bit better. Yeah, I think we're close on a lot of things, so it's just that 2% that we need to fix. In case you don't know this about Mac Jones, the guy's kind of a hothead. He's, a, he's very passionate and a very fiery dude on the football field. That might not come across in kind of the goofy-looking smile or the way that he comes across in the media or the way that he looks and, and all those old kind of chubby jokes or whatever from Alabama. But look, when you see him at practice on the football field, he's a perfectionist. He demands a lot from himself and he's pissed when things aren't going the way that they should go. Guys in that locker room and that receiver room on that offense will tell you he will get after you if he feels like things aren't up to standard. And quite frankly, it hasn't been up to standard for much of this training camp with Monday being kind of a low point. That said, he's kind of fighting those emotions in a way and trying to understand, look, this is a process. We're learning a new offense here, and it's going to take some time to come together. I want to get on my soapbox a little bit here just to warn you, okay? One prevailing thing that I have heard very often during this process is, why are the Patriots deciding now is the time to change the offense and shake things up after Mac Jones had a successful rookie season in Josh McDaniel's offense. And you know, why wouldn't you just keep everything the same after he played so well and all that, right? I've touched on this at points, but I want to do it a little bit more here because it's been rattling around my brain and I feel like I just want to say what I think about this. I'm not going to lie to you here. The offense hasn't looked good. It hasn't. Understandably, people who are watching it asking what in the world is going on here, and especially with Monday, just the abject failure of most of those offensive segments. I mean, it was it was really bad, okay? But the theory of what this offense is supposed to do is to simplify things, is to make it more quarterback-friendly, make things a bit easier, not just for Mac Jones, but for the players themselves, these new weapons, Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker to contribute quicker to this offense, whereas we've heard and seen quite often that the Josh McDaniel system was really hard for receivers to learn, and it limited who you could take in certain situations in the draft and who you could sign because 
you couldn't just take the best athlete who was going to go out there and be awesome because they had to pick up this unbelievably complicated system that they didn't come up in, okay? And then if they weren't on the same page with Tom Brady, well, you're just screwed. He's not going to trust you. He's not going to throw you the football, and then you're wasted. Okay, you could make that work with Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, but now this is the key point. Those guys are not here. The people upon which, the foundation upon which you built that offense over two decades, they're gone. So I just logically do not understand the idea that why would you change the offense? What choice do the Patriots have but to change the offense? Let me pose you a scenario here. Let's say the New England Patriots did keep the Josh McDaniels offense, the playbook, just as it was. And we're just like, okay, Mac, let's just build on this this year and, and keep the continuity completely. But, of course, we're not going to have Josh McDaniels because he wanted to take a head coaching job. That's another thing. Well, why didn't you just throw money at Josh McDaniels? The dude was making head coach money almost already to be here. He wanted an actual head coaching job, and I imagine he got a pretty good raise to go and do that. He wasn't going to stay here. There was nothing that they could do to keep him, and that's okay. It happens all the time in the NFL. It's not the Patriots' fault. I've heard that a couple times, and, and that just frustrates me. Anyway, let's go back to the scenario I was talking about. You no longer have Josh McDaniels, but you're keeping Josh McDaniels' offense. What happens if Mac Jones goes to Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, or insert offensive coordinator here? What happens when Mac Jones asks a question about how to run a Josh McDaniels play and just like, okay, what happens if I see this? What should I do here? What should I do here? How should we adjust to this? What happens then? Matt Patricia or, again, insert guy here now has to dive into Josh McDaniels' brain to figure out what Josh McDaniels was thinking when he put together this offense and how Josh McDaniels would tell Mac Jones how to do a certain thing? As a scientist, I've done this before, right? It's like giving somebody a protocol. Somebody who's done like a thousand experiments on a certain thing writes out a protocol, puts it on paper, says, here you go, now do my experiments, okay? Now, if everything goes precisely to plan and nobody has any outstanding questions, sure, that could be just fine. But what happens if you see something that you weren't expecting or you have a question about how something is supposed to look? And that person who wrote the protocol is not there and you can't ask them about it. Then you're just sitting there flailing and being like, okay, uh, I guess I'm just going to try this experiment a bunch of times and I have no idea if it's going to work or not. I'm just going to flail around with this experiment and waste my time and waste everybody else's time trying to figure out if this works when I have no idea what I'm seeing or what I'm doing. I'm just kind of just like, okay, fine, it'll all work out. You can't do that in the NFL. OK, so the idea of keeping Josh McDaniels offense just to keep it for Mac Jones doesn't work because you are assuming that just because Mac Jones had a solid year in Josh McDaniels offense as a rookie means that, oh, well, apparently he knows the entire thing now and he can just run the entire thing himself. He's a second year quarterback. He still needs guidance. And if he can't get it from Josh McDaniels, what is the point of running Josh McDaniels offense? Again, it's just not practical. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, if you want to pick a bone with Bill Belichick about something, then maybe you do it about the choice of offensive coordinator. Because if you knew you were going to change offensive coordinators and change your offense and make it more Shanahanian or Sean McVeighan or whatever terms you want to use there and use these outside zones and tight splits and whatnot, then maybe you should have gotten an offensive coordinator who majored in that. I will say that Matt Patricia, when he was with the Detroit Lions as the head coach, had a guy as his offensive coordinator in Daryl Bevel. He used a lot of outside zone and similar points of that offense and that that's Partly what he's probably drawing on here is his experience of having Daryl Bevel as his offensive coordinator, what he did in Seattle with Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson and that cache of receivers over there. So it's not like they're drawing from absolutely nothing here, I would say. At the same time, you could say, look, why didn't you just pick somebody from the Shanahan or McVay tree and have them be your offensive coordinator and have them teach the offense this way? right? It, you might still have had the same growing pains. I just want to put that out there. You might still have had some of these issues, but maybe it wouldn't be as glaring and you wouldn't be facing as much of a backlash as you are right now with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge trying to teach the offense and Patricia possibly being spread thin and being the quote unquote offensive line coach while trying to coordinate the offense. And you just wonder, is that part of why the offensive line looks bad? Because they've got too many voices in their ear or they just don't have the right teachers, okay? There's so many questions that you have about this. But to me, the question is not, should they have changed the offense? You had to change the offense. You didn't have an option. Not a realistic one, okay? Not if you didn't want to look completely ridiculous. The issue, if you want to take it back to the beginning, the problem here is not the process in terms of changing the offense and having Mac Jones do something different in year two. As a matter of fact, if you want to change something with a young quarterback, especially one who's had success already in the NFL, this is probably a decent time to do it. Yeah, I know, year two leap, you want to have continuity. I think they're trying to have as much continuity as possible. But at this point, you're not so entrenched in your way of doing things that it's going to jar you to change it later in your career. So there are two sides to this. You would love to have him doing the exact same thing, no changes, just build on what you have, but that's not the situation the Patriots are in. It just isn't. So you have to start from somewhere. And in particular, it's not a bad thing to start from a more simple place. I think that people are equating the idea of simplicity and streamlining as a bad thing because look at, oh, well, you know, look at the Kansas City Chiefs and look at the San Francisco 49ers. Those are really complex offenses and that's why they work because they're complex. First of all, those offenses probably didn't start out very complex. They had to become complex with time. They had to start from a lower point and then be built up from someplace else. The other issue with the idea of, oh yeah, look at Andy Reid and what they're doing with Patrick Mahomes. They're not babying him and making him do simplified things. I bet you they probably did during his first NFL start and probably during his first season as a starter. And they built on it from there. 
I bet you that's probably what happened. You've heard this story a couple of times. Actually, Charlie Weiss talked about it on WEEI that when the Patriots won the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first season, they weren't doing all the stuff that they did with Drew Bledsoe with Tom Brady. They had to simplify it. Okay, they had to kind of strip away some of that stuff and be like, okay, what can what can you do, Tom? And we'll just try and work with that. And then after that, they built Tom Brady up. Again, you want to look at an example that happened in your own organization that is right there, the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots in 2001, telling you they didn't do that with Tom Brady. When you have a young quarterback, and I, I would have to imagine that Josh McDaniels didn't give Mac Jones every little thing. As a matter of fact, he hinted exactly that going into the season. They didn't give him every single thing in the playbook. And they couldn't do it because... You want to look at some of the raw numbers in terms of procedure penalties and things. The Patriots had all kinds of problems. They had nine delay of game penalties. They lost almost half a football field in yardage last year because they couldn't get plays off in time. Second most penalized team in the league in terms of delay of games last year because they're running a complex offense with a rookie and they didn't want to have to lose yards on that anymore. I feel like people want Mac Jones and the Patriots offense to sprint before they can walk to a certain extent in this offense. When I think that we need to look at some perspective here regarding Mac Jones, great. He was good in a complex system last year, but the architect of that system is no longer here. So honestly, it makes sense to start from a more streamlined, simplified standpoint and then build on it with time. That just feels very sensible from a logic standpoint. Now, who you're having teach that offense is another issue. And obviously, if you want to simplify things and make it more quarterback friendly, you would hope to see it actually look more quarterback friendly when they're running it. And that has not been the case. Right now, process has not equaled results. But the base theory of what they're doing from a process standpoint makes sense. And the hope is that eventually the results are going to catch up. Who knows if we're actually going to get a chance to see Mac Jones run this offense on Thursday, but you're going to get a chance to see him do it during joint practices next week and when they play the Carolina Panthers in week two of the preseason. We'll get a little taste of it. And then before you know it, it's going to be week one. And most likely, I would expect there to be some growing pains in week one and two. If you get to week three and four and the thing still doesn't look like they're making any adjustments and they're not getting better, I give you permission to freak out. Anyway, till then, I'm Kyrie Thompson with First and Foxborough. Again, make sure you're downloading, listening, subscribing on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. I will see you all tomorrow at Gillette Stadium for preseason game one against the New York Giants. Peace.